everybody to produce something, just anything. Give me a napkin drawing and I will buy it. Just take a shot and, and be understanding that there are people out here, such as us at GMI, that are ready to put you on our shoulders and carry you through town square. Welcome everybody to the Clay Podcast, where this is your show for all things DAO operations. The DAO space is kind of hard to track on your own. There's a lot going on every day. And with this podcast that we've brought to you, uh, this is where we get all the insights and alpha from the DAO operators who work at the frontier of everything that is cutting edge crypto. I'm your uh, host, Abhishek Ajit, and along with me is my co-host, Abhishek Sanavne. Hi, Abhishek. What's up? Hey, man. I'm doing good. Hi, everybody. Fantastic. Uh, glad to have you on the show, buddy. Uh, for this episode, we I consider this special uh, because with us, we have a team that's that I consider to be the apostles of the a game that I really respect. And the sort of work that they do kind of uh, coming in and uh, uh, talking about the game and the sort of content they create about it. It's kind of a replica for how uh, communities should kind of evangelize and I really respect them. So with us, we have uh, Anthony Shepard, Michaelium and New Futuristic from uh, the GMI Guild of Abigochi. Um, the GMI Guild is a content creators collective that's designed to focus purely, uh, purely on um, all things Abigochi. Hi guys, how are you doing? Doing great. Glad to be here. Yeah, oh, likewise. Fine. Excited for the show. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. It's amazing to have you here. Uh, before we get things rolling, you know, I, I know that uh, there's a lot to kind of catch up on with respect to Abigochi, but this is, since this is all about you now, you have all the attention on you guys now. Let's talk about you for a second there. Talk about uh, how did you, what got you all into crypto and DAOs and, um, uh, you know, what kind of, uh, the setup before you kind of found the gotcha was. Yeah, I uh, work on animated short films uh, with Zim and Timo. That's uh, my production company with Gurleen Rai. And she does all the animation. I do all the music. Before that and continuing through that, I'm a musician who's really, uh, I've been very independent my whole career. I've done a lot of local shows and a lot of local releases. And I've done everything on my own. And then I got into crypto because I was like, seeing this opportunity with NFTs for independent artists to really have even more access to the digital tools and the digital distribution. And um, so, yeah, now that's kind of where I find myself trying to like bridge that gap between music, film, culture, and, and crypto and the financial tools to like set artists free. I mean, how did you kind of uh, figure out that crypto was the uh, main avenue for you. I mean, I see that with the music NFT scene, uh, where you know a lot of these artists they just don't have that sort of financial sustainability from the way the world operates. And what was your story for kind of believing in um, the crypto framework of things? Uh, I mean, I think it's because in general I did come to the realization early that like if you're going to be a successful band or a successful creative project. A artist whatsoever you've got to have a good business plan and really just knowing what to do with your money when you get it is important so 
I saw crypto as a way of taking out the middleman. That's like really the thesis behind a lot of it with music distribution, with finances. It's like cut out the middleman, let the artists do a lot more on their own and let them, you know, collaborate with people without having that third party constantly taking a huge cut that makes it not work worth, worth working with other people. Absolutely. And uh, with the sort of uh, innovation that music NFTs and uh, these are just coming into the picture, you know, we have a viable opportunity for music to kind of come in and really make uh, a living for the passionate things that they care about. Even uh, one of the projects that I'm passionate about, it's called Swaraj Project, which essentially is a music NFT project uh, based out of India. And they have around um, 20 emerging artists just kind of syndicated with their platform. And my God, Anthony, the sort of music that's coming out of that, it's epic. It's like the sort of labels that uh, promote uh, these mainstream artists, you know, it's just so mainstream. <laughs> right, uh, right. But the sort of vibes they have is beautiful. And, and uh, that's the sort of uh, creativity that, you know, music NFTs kind of uh, allow for. And the sort of work that you've done also, I kind of see why, um, you know, crypto kind of allows for that sort of emerging creativity. To happen. Yep. What about you, Mike, uh, Kale? What's your story? How did you get into crypto? Yeah, so it wasn't even NFT inspired. I fell into the NFT tunnel here um, kind of mid-2021. So, so for me, it was crypto-based initially. I got into the 2017 Bitcoin uh, bull run right before it really kind of went wild. And I was just a simple Coinbase user, but I'd had a friend who had been preaching since 2015. And I finally decided to make the leap in, in October 2017. The timing was nice. So obviously, <laughs> I knew I was the world's smartest man because I, I had found the golden goose, right? And so uh, <laughs> that was all I, I was, of us, actually. <laughs> exactly. And so I, 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 I found it, I nailed it, I was there. And so, so that was fine and dandy. And then obviously the, the, you know, the, the return came and everything fell apart and this was my first bull market. And so I hadn't experienced what became known as crypto winter and I hadn't had any kind of bear training or anything like that. So the one thing I would rewrite is my lack of awareness through the crypto winter of, of 2018 to 2020 proper. <laughs> I didn't, didn't pay attention to anything. And then in uh, early 2021, January, my wife and I actually thought we were going to buy a piece of land here in the mountains nearby. And I remembered that I still had some Bitcoin and ETH stored in my Coinbase, I think somewhere, somehow, right? And so I went and cracked open the piggy bank and then the the, the, the purchase fell through. So I had cracked my, my crypto bank and I knew that I wanted to reinvest it, but not in the exact same positions. And so I got very lucky because that was February of 2021 and we discovered the launch of Polygon Network. It was something valuable, something very valuable that I had found with with uh, what looked like what was called DeFi summer of 2020. So I knew something special had happened. Uh, and then when I found Polygon and I realized I could transact for less than a penny, all hell broke loose. That suddenly I went crazy. And so I've just been exploring every corner of the crypto scene that I could via Polygon since February 2021. I haven't stopped yet. And so for me, that eventually became, and, and Avogadro fell into the mix here and we'll get there. But for me, the overarching path has been in November of 21, I finally was able to quit full-time in real life work <laughs> and find a job in Web3. And then has that progressed, I am now like an official Web3 employee. So it's no longer just trying to chase bags. I'm not trying to just invest in moon coins and try to catch that. I've, I've burnt out as a trader and become what I'll consider now like a full-time builder. Oh, fantastic, man. I'm surprised that you're even working. I mean, yeah. a polygon was evangelizing out of my backyard and I wish 
I had put my life savings in it, and, <laughs> and that's like a regret everybody has in Indian Web three. <laughs> Man, they were right there. They, I mean, yeah. they were evangelizing it. We should have gotten in the game, and you sitting all the way in Florida, you could, you just kind of did a baller game, uh, just investing in it, believing in that uh, whole thing. Same like yeah. you, twenty eighteen to twenty twenty. Uh, I got screwed myself also, so I kind of empathized with you there. <laughs> Abhishek, why don't you take a minute and introduce No Future uh, for joining it? Oh, oh, New Futuristic is in the game. Oh, fantastic! Yep. Oh, welcome. No, what's up, buddy? How have you been? I got into crypto in 2020, like during DeFi summer, as my Calium said. Uh, right when it was starting, I had gotten into uh, ETH Lend before it became Ave. And I was like trading like a madman. And I mean, I want to say my cat is 2017, 2018. I had like the mini little bear market, but like in DeFi summer between, uh, I guess like end of August until uh, maybe like November where the market just dipped really hard. And then it came back really strong. Uh, I traded and kind of just played around in crypto until April, like March and April, when I thought like, oh shit, we're, we're at a market top. This doesn't make sense, you know, these valuations. So I cashed most of everything out at the top and then I started investing in NFTs. Uh, I bought a Board Ape Yacht Club uh, like one month after they minted and then my Abagachi and then I just became a full-fledged uh, NFT degen. So I've been doing that pretty much uh, full-time for the last <laughs> year and a half, I guess. And then now um, I'm like my Calium, I just actually got hired. Uh, I'm working as the partnership lead for Orium Network. So I'm helping, uh, you know, create partnerships, looking for partnerships with guilds and other games because they're creating a, a rental system that's going to be cross game, uh, cross platforms. So it's going to be really exciting. So that's kind of my backstory. I'm, I'm a rapper, a photographer. I make content for Abagachi pretty much every day. And uh, I just I'm a DJ. I'm a, I, like I explained to people in the real world. I'm a fancy 10 year old. That's what I am. I'm a really fancy team. <laughs> My God, man. I mean, you sold the top, you bought board apes a month after minting. Why are you in this business, man? You should be a financial analyst or something by now, man. <laughs> and also by looking in the room right now, I feel like I'm the least talented, you know, probably the guy with the biggest <laughs> mouth. <laughs> in that regard, you know, um, amazing that, you know, you kind of... Uh, had this sort of amazing backstory and you kind of run partnerships uh, also in this Web3 world. All of you, uh, you kind of had your stint with crypto and you had this motivation to kind of do, uh, contribute to something bigger than yourselves, you know, a, a passion project, you know. And uh, this kind of sets up the question, you know, now that all of you kind of, uh, you know, Anthony was into music, NFT scale, uh, also kind of did very well with Polygon and, uh, you kind of did quite well for yourself. Um, are you, by the way, any of those uh, Anon accounts, you know, <laughs> uh, that does quite well in NFT, by the way, in your futuristic? <laughs> but so with this setup, you know, how did you guys find um, the promised land, you know, that is the Gotchiverse? How did you stumble your way on it? Anybody could just go in and talk about what Abigachi as a game is all about for all our listeners. Well, I think the future probably found it before the two of us. Is that fair to say, Anthony? Oh, pro definitely. Yeah. Um, during DeFi summer 2020, I had first, like, I remember seeing, I think it was like on CoinDesk, <coughs> one of those like crypto publications, 
Avagachi because I've been looking into DeFi and I was interested in Ave and I had heard the rumblings of Avagachi, this like decentralized finance game kind of thing. And I was like, oh, this is cool. But it was on Ethereum mainnet at this, that point. And kind of in that run up to the end of the year, gas fees got crazy. So I was like, I'm just leaving this alone. I'm not even going to pay like even regular DeFi. I stopped messing with it. I just kind of would leave my money because I was like, I'm not going to pay $300 to get back 40. You know, it's just stupid. Um, so I kind of left it on the back burner. And then when at the top in 2021, I was like, I want to like, once I cashed out all that um, crypto to like USD coin, I was like, I want to go into something else. And I had been hearing about NFTs and uh, I saw the Board Ape Yacht Club and I just kind of picked it up off of like a whim, but uh, I kind of found Abagachi again. I was looking at some crypto uh, publications and I saw it and I knew that now it was on Polygon. So the fees weren't as high although polygon was really intimidating at this point because there wasn't a lot of information like i make a lot of content onboarding people there wasn't a lot of that at the beginning so it was like oh crap there's a whole new network and i have to bridge and what the hell is bridging and all this extra stuff and um so you know i jumped in and i got my first gachi it was going really well uh season one rarity farming uh the big market dip happened near the end of it so i was able to buy extra gachis but then i became an ambassador they uh opened a v2 of the ambassadors program where you can host a group or like a Facebook page. Everybody was mostly doing Discord channels, uh, Telegram, stuff like that. So I actually set up a Facebook page and then Facebook locked me out of my account. So I was like, damn. So I was like, I don't have a, any other choice. I have to make a YouTube channel. And uh, that's where it started. I just started, you know, they would, they would give us XP and uh, USDC every month for making content, like a little USDC. So just making more and more content and going deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole. And uh, that's kind of what I've done, I guess, over the last... I don't even know how long it's been, like a year and a half almost at this point, just making content. Oh, that's yeah, phenomenal. Been... I mean, start getting the whole content uh, game down for them. Pretty cool, man. And clearly we're going with it. Well, and, and like you even mentioned too, you'll see like the Futures background and Anthony background here, both with the guitars and everything. These guys are really true artists. They really are creators at heart. And that's not the same origin story I have. I like building. I was in band in high school. I like that stuff, but I don't self-identify with it in that strong of a way. And so, uh, you know, at least on Polygon wise, I saw the arrival of the ghost token onto Polygon network. It was one of the earliest tokens to hit Polygon bridging from ETH. And I still currently hold my Frax Ghost LP on Define. It was some, one of the very first LPs that I ever opened up and, and still holding strong on that. So I was looking at it from the DeFi point of things, uh, looked at the cost of these gachis and, and totally blew it off, totally sidestepped it and said, no way, this is crazy. What are people doing? This makes no sense. And so I didn't experience hot one. I didn't pay attention for a long time. And then somewhere along the path, you know, the NFT bug just gets the call becomes loud. And so about summer of 2021, I entered the NFT scene. And even my friends at that time still thought I was off the deep end. You've lost it. You've lost it, Kale. Now you're buying crows. You're buying goat. What are you doing? And so I started doing stuff like that to at least explore the space. And by exploring this space, you inevitably run into the content creators that are leading at the front edge. And that at that time was no futuristic, got you content creator, 3D slaps. There was very limited amount of YouTube channels of people making consistent content on this stuff. And quite honestly, that is where I got hooked. Because as you've mentioned, I saw that same level of commitment and enthusiasm from these guys and was like, well, I don't know the full project. But it's like converting people to like spend consistent <laughs> amounts of time uh, talking about it. And so maybe there's something here and I'm a big believer in culture. And so so I saw that there was potential culture hook there and, and started touching on it. And so my brother actually, and I still have it right here with me, right? He, My brother was the one that decided that we should start the Gachi Brothers 
because he was looking around was like, well, you know what? No one's doing a dedicated podcast, like just straight to podcasting. Maybe we could fit into a gap here. And we didn't think we were even relevant enough in the space to have a voice. And it was so inspiring to be picked up by people like No Futuristic, Hefe, Dr. Wagme, Bearded Lady, the, the true, what you know, the true OGs of the space were happy to participate in our programming, happy to contribute, happy to champion what we were working on. And it converted me 100%. And I haven't, I haven't stopped yet. Fantastic. I mean, you cared so much about the project that you started your own podcast. And uh, the, uh, that's the beauty of the DAO. Now, I mean, uh, as long as they see initiative, uh, they are ready to support you that way. You don't see that in the traditional world to that extent. You know? And so happy to see that uh, the whole space kind of converged and just kind of made this possible. And the Gauchi Brothers thing looks cute, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very similar. So when I first came in, I, like I said, I was in for NFTs, but I actually did not understand it in the sense of like, I didn't understand why people would buy NFTs. I understood why I as an artist wanted to make them, you know, but why would people buy NFTs? It didn't make sense. So I instantly went into DeFi. Like I started using Aave and I jumped on Polygon really early and I was just really like, okay, well, I, DeFi makes sense to me. Crypto makes sense to me. NFTs doesn't make sense yet. I see where it's going, but I don't get it. So I started diving into all of that stuff and then ran into Avagachi a few times when it was still on layer one. It was just kind of like, yeah, I'm not going to buy this on layer one, but I see this utility NFT thing as something that makes a lot of sense. And then when Haunt 2 came out, I was like, all right, it's on Polygon. I'm very familiar here. I'm already making, I was making a lot of Polygon DeFi content at the time. So I was like, all right, I'm going to make some Avagachi content jumping into Haunt 2. And I just started making videos about my experience with the GBM. And when I did that, I like immediately ran into 3D slaps on YouTube and I jumped into friend zone, met no futuristic and Hefe. And I was like, the, I think the first friend zone meeting was like four or five people and I was amongst them. And I'm like, whoa, this is like, what is going on here? This is a cool little group. And, you know, uh, it just kind of grew from there. And it was just all about the culture and the music. I saw everybody making art and then when GMI formed, I was like, all right, well, this is where like Avagachi music goes, right? And I like dropped an album in there. I was just like, hey, look at this music, y'all. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was DeFi and Ave that brought me in because it was like, wait, this seems very like, this makes sense. If Ave partners with this NFT thing, it must be something. And then I get there and all the people are artists and cool people. And I'm like, okay, this is a vibe. This is like something I can get down with. So, yeah, first of all, I'm surprised you know, that you had such a baller vibe in the friend zone. Most people try to get away from it. A <laughs> 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 uh, uh, pretty neat story also. What connected you with Defy and Awe? Um, it's kind of brought uh, both New Futuristic and you into the game as well, you know. Uh, but for the people who don't know what Avigochi is all about, uh, could you just kind of uh, walk them through what uh, the game's all about and what it was at the time when you all entered into it. Who wants to go first? Let no futuristic take it. I'll go first <laughs> for chronological reasons. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, when I first, okay, so what, what Avagachi is, 
it's um well abagachi it's like the protocol and then the gachi verse those two things are separate as like they kind of uh, as we evolved it's kind of the two separate things um abagachi are digital friends or little erc 721 ghosts that take spirit force which are um, eight tokens from abe so like interest bearing collateral tokens that you put inside your gachi they just continue to earn interest and um basically they have different like rarities uh Basically, when they're minted, like you have a uh, portal that you open, and when you open and summon the portal, there'll be 10 gachis in there. And it's random, their stats, there's six traits per gachi, uh, two are immutable, the eyes, the eye and eye color, uh, the rest can be moved or uh, altered. So when you open this portal, you get these 10 gachis, you choose one, the other nine disappear, you have to summon it by putting in spirit force, which is the A token, and then you have your avagachi. When I entered the game, it was that was it. You had the avagachi and you pet it. Uh, we have something called rarity farming, which is uh, we just completed the fourth season of, which is basically like a leaderboard contest based on the rarity of your avagachi. Uh, if you dress it up, which I'll get into in a second, um, the kinship, which is petting your gachi. You're supposed to pet your gachi twice a day, and then um, the XP for your gachi, which you can earn from voting in the DAO. We've incentivized voting in our DAO so that we always meet quorum essentially, and um, for activities in mini games for attending events such as uh, you know special parties that Pixelcraft uh, or Abagachi throw. So at that point, that's all there was. Like it was just petting and hoping for XP with mini games. Uh, season one, simple. Now at this point, we have the Gachiverse, which is separate from the Abagachi Protocol, which is a MMORPG game. They're, it's basically set up as a farming game. I'm actually playing it right now because I have to channel. Uh, each Gachi gets a universal basic income. If you have land that you can go to, you can channel once a day and you get that UBI and uh, ERC 20 tokens, which are Alchemica. Uh, there's four of them plus another glitter token. You know, there's a lot of tokenomics here. Uh, at this point, it's a farming game, but we're now about to go into like a secondary phase of the social phase, which is the art release, where we're going to have NFT displays that you can throw into your uh, onto your parcels as well as buildings, uh, you know, installations and uh, eventual PVP. So in the coming weeks, I think I don't want to like I think it's in the coming weeks. We're supposed to be having um, the fake gachi release, which I'm going to say I feel like. GMI has had like a, such a large part in like becoming an accelerator for the art renaissance in the Gachiverse. Because at the beginning, it was just a few of us. And then it's like this teaming effort. And uh, now like, you know, artist summits and, and guild summits, things are accelerating because of GMI. Um, so I think I would like to think that fake Gachis is like a, I don't want to say a direct product of it, but like we've definitely influenced and shown how art can be important in the Gachiverse. So now it's evolved to this bigger thing that's just beyond just the Avagachi protocol and the game itself, at least in my mind. No, I think that's really well said, you know, and and, and for me, what I'm seeing Avagachi do is it's it's like a, you know, this word's thrown around a lot, but it's very much a metaverse type experience. There's going to be portions of the game that, that appeal to different individuals. You can uh, participate across the spectrum. You can focus on specific sectors of it. You can be just a collector of high quality, high rarity NFTs and be an NFT trader within the ecosystem. You can go inside. The, I was in the Gachiverse the other day with my mom walking around chatting in chat bubbles. Like it can be a very <laughs> tangible social experience. It can be a financial experience. It has a whole plethora. And I think as, as the future is saying, there's we quite honestly probably have helped crack this code of recognizing that it can be so much more, that it doesn't have to limit itself to just having quests with your game characters and go do the quest and get the loot. There's so much more to be talked about along that path and journey. Yeah, I would just add a little on that to say that like what we're showing with GMI and as individuals is that like 
So the Avagachi DAO has the snapshot and it's one of the most active DAOs on chain. And uh, that is how you can, you know, influence the course of what's going to happen. And this game is very much in a beta mode where there's many features that haven't launched yet. And we're going to have a say in how those things look. But everybody in this room is also having a say in how these things look because we go on YouTube and talk about it every night and we throw events and we get people behind movements that do end up influencing the overall ecosystem without a snapshot, without, you know, <laughs> writing a proposal. You just make the culture as you're going, you know? No, I think that's fantastic. You know, just uh, the way games have kind of evolved, it's a indirect uh, form of uh, a touch that you see between the the gamers and uh, the company itself. But here, what you see with Avigochi is uh, the community is kind of having a say right to the way the game is also kind of fashioned out and how the entire marketing, the entire product lifecycle, you know, uh, the community kind of has a say. Uh, the thing is, you take a look at uh, major studios like Rockstar Studios and things like that. They care about every detail. You know, they don't. I mean, even though they they love to get the feedback and all these things, um, in the end, it's their creative vision that they want to express. You know, and they don't want that sort of control to come in and seep in. And the sort of openness with which Avigochi is kind of carried it forward here, it's kind of awesome to see. But then this whole transition to a DAO. It, it is not something that happened from the start. It's something that kind of uh, came with time and with a lot of uh, back and forth of the community. Could you guys walk us through what kind of was a starting point for that? And uh, how did you guys kind of convert from uh, what was a normal crypto game to something that Daoified itself? You know, uh, what was the story behind that? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I got in when I got in, the DAO was already pretty much created and voting. But what it wasn't the one issue it faced was like voter apathy as so many DAOs can, uh, you know, that issue they do face. So they at that point, when I was in there, the DAO had already been, you know, they were voting when it was on ETH mainnet, I wasn't in there uh, at that point. But uh, they like I know there's stages to the DAO. Like, I think we're in the cocoon stage and it's supposed to evolve to a much more active DAO. So like today, as an example, uh, Avagachi hosted a live stream on YouTube with DWork because we were looking at some of their DAO tooling uh, services so that we can make our DAO more efficient to take more control of the process. And I, I will say like, DAOs are great, but we do get in the way. Like you were mentioning Rockstar, right? We recently, uh, not recently, but there was a vote not too long ago where the DAO was like, Pixelcraft, we don't want you to make NFTs and dilute our, our assets anymore. So your whole roadmap, <laughs> you have to pause that part of it. We're not gonna allow you to sell land for now until we say so. So that's great that we have that control, but you know, we do, we can get in, way of the, in the way of the creator's uh, vision to a degree, but that's why it's so good to have such open transparency with uh, Coder Dan, like Mike Halliam had said, uh, Jesse and the whole team, because they they want this to be run by the DAO. They're not trying to control it. They really want to like have the DAO become its own strong standing thing. And we're getting there. We, we were talking about more dowling to, DAO toolings. And uh, last week during our DAO meeting, we had uh, prominent community members, Dr. Wagme and Mikey J come up and they're proposing a DAO structure organization where we'd have like almost an executive committee that could be broken down into different levels. And then say stuff like content creation, instead of us kind of like trying to like ambiguously work on it, the DAO can have a committee that can uh, set up bounties for content creation and uh, we can 
just kind of expand from there. So the Dow has evolved a lot uh, from the initial days that I saw, but I wasn't there at the very beginning. So I don't know what the true transition from PC to Dow was. I guess it would have happened after the, uh, when a treasury would have been available, right? Like after the first uh, Haunt 1 mint or something? As, as far as I know, it's as soon as the ghost token was live, the ghost token was instant credit of, of voting power, and, and they've made it quite known that they were essentially a DAO since day one. And so as soon as they had a token availability, they could already allocate voting power, whether or not they were using snapshot, you know, effectively or having proposals that mattered or had traction, it was, was maybe the, the early stages where the growth was needed. But they definitely are proud to, to claim that they've launched as DAO since day one. And so all they've done now is cultivate like useful interest and, and, and relevant proposals. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's probably like any any DAO. In the beginning, you're gonna say, especially when you come out of out of an LLC or any kind of a corporation or entity, like you're gonna say, "Hey, we have a DAO," and then it's just a it's gonna be a matter of time before someone steps up and says, "Okay, I will take responsibility for things," and then you get more and more people stepping up to do that. And I think that's what we've seen with GMI. Like we're not really a DAO or a guild so much. We were just like, hey, we're a collective of content creators. We're going to get together and kind of have a vision of, you know, helping each other out. And then more and more structure pops out as people step up and take responsibilities and say, hey, you know, oh, I want to throw a summit. And then a bunch of people back that person up and say, all right, well, we'll help you throw a summit. And <laughs> You know, and we'll jump in a little bit ahead here, maybe, but just talking about that, why the GMI formed kind of late 2021. And, and we talked about the vision early on, and it was very much like a loose, loosely associated co-op of creators. It wasn't meant to be like a distributed token with, with specific voting powers and whatnot. It was really more of a support group for the Pixelcraft team. And, you know, and like we mentioned, Pixelcraft and Rockstar, both of those operations want one thing, which is our dollars. I had just loved the respect from Pixelcraft to say, how should I best entice your dollars? I just loved the honesty of saying, what can we do to make you happy, quite honestly? And so with GMI, we very specifically chose to not try to pursue being what's known as a task force. Uh, within the Avagachi DAO structure, they have many task forces, the DAO Treasury Task Force, Wearables Task Force, and Arcade Task Force. And these are very closely controlled entities within the Avagachi DAO structure that need Avagachi DAO approval to, to mobilize. And we we very cleverly, in my opinion, very cleverly chose to be <laughs> as close to, to the Avagachi DAO as possible without being underneath that umbrella. Because at the end of the day, we don't need their permission either for anything. We can do whatever we want within GMI to help support the project in the way that we see best fitting it without being restricted within the DAO structure itself. So how did this, uh, I mean, that's kind of fascinating, you know, you, you're kind of a sub -DAO without the umbrella of Pixelcraft Studios also. And you have all these task forces that uh, was kind of transitioned in with the community. Could you just kind of walk us through? Um, I mean, I know that you know the structure is kind of uh, overarching, but at least some of the main guilds that uh, constitute the DAO and how, how they kind of function currently. Yeah, so so at least for me, it's the Avagachi DAO is the umbrella, and then Pixelcraft Studios is the LLC that's not above it, but more parallel to the side of it, and it's like a lateral tier. And then below the Avagachi DAO right now, there's only three task forces, one of which is highly effective. That's the DAO Treasury Task Force, the Wearables Task Force, and the Arcade Task Force. They've all been inspired from the right concepts where 
you know, the community recognized that the game needed some focused committee type attention in these areas to provide the best intentions and, and progress proposals. Um, but the Dow Treasury Task Force has been the one that's kind of done the most, and it's because they're the ones that have been empowered with actual funding. And so since they're the ones that hold, hold the bag, they can find projects and choose to fund them via grants or proposals or supports, reimbursements. Whereas the other two uh, task forces are really more of like a brainstorming and advisory committee. And so they don't have as much teeth underneath them, so to be said. And, and we have found at least within, and so that's the initial Avogadro DAO structure. And what we envisioned with GMI, you know, everything's nodes and networks. And so we wanted to create something that was relevant, but separate to give Avagachi DAO an opportunity to expand in a meaningful way. Because I, I personally didn't want to see it just be a whole slew of all these task forces operating right within the Avagachi DAO structure. We see currently GMI and Avagachi DAO as partner guilds almost. We don't work for the Avagachi DAO, we work with the Avagachi DAO. And that's what's uniquely separate from the task forces themselves. You don't work like under it, but uh, it just came because of a pure initiative that way, inspiring. But the thing what really excites me here is you have these cheerleaders who come in and they care so much about the game, they're willing to do things for it. Here, uh, you are actually getting your hands dirty by, even though you're not working for it, you're kind of like a partner and you're getting into uh, the whole game mechanics of it. You're getting into all these things that that would be done by a traditional game company. What was uh, something that was dominated by triad companies are now being taken over by the gamers, by the fans. Uh, why is Avegotsi able to inspire that and how can other games kind of replicate that? What do you see in Avegotsi that uh, other games don't and where can they kind of learn from you guys? Uh, I'd like to say like, uh, it's, it's really, it's Coder, Dan and Jesse. They, I, the big thing for me is this team is not anonymous. I know who these guys are. They have a track record and they are mother loving shippers. They just ship. That's <laughs> just what they do. They, they like any project, the goal should be to under promise and over deliver. And they consistently do that. When they had the gotcha verse light paper come out, I had no idea the depth that it was going to go into. I thought it was going to be, I really thought it was going to be much simpler. And then it was like, like, whoa, we got farming and all this other stuff. And it keeps evolving. They like they constantly do this. And we laugh about it usually during District 420 on Fridays because Fridays is their shipping day, I believe, for the Gachiverse. So we'll be in like the Gachiverse smoking weed, talking about our District 420 stuff. And all of a sudden, a new feature pops up that they haven't announced, that they have not said anything about, but it's just available in the Gachiverse, a new bug fix or something. And they're just constantly doing that. So it's like... The ethos of the founder, I have a video on my YouTube about this, like talking about Coder Dan, like that man is a workaholic. He like is getting chafed from sitting on a saddle chair too much working on coding. Like that man is a, you know, he's a maniac. You need those kind of people to run the project, that kind of passion, because it filters down to, to people like me. Like I'm very easily excitable. When I see someone that's so passionate about something, it's easy to like instill that passion in me especially for things I care about. And I think that, uh, I think this team is always like forward looking and constantly just kicking ass and shipping. So it's like, if, if your team does that, it's a non, if it's a non a non team, I don't think it's a deal breaker if it is anonymous team, but that does, there is a level of risk involved there. So having a team that's docs does help with the history and you know, the Avogachi team continues to grow more and more and they've avoided VCs. Like, so that's, that's a big thing for me too. Cause it's like, I'm a cool cats owner. 
today, Animoca Brands announced that they are investing like seed funding or whatever into Cool Cats, like to help them with their game. To me, I posted about that and I was like, nice, let's pump my bags because I'm going to sell as soon as it pumps because I don't really have any <laughs> conviction for them. Like not, not at all. Where with Abagachi, I continue, even a bear market, I continue to accumulate assets. I have 90 pieces of land. I'm up to 20 gachis. I have lots of tickets, lots of wearables. And as you know, I just will keep accumulating because this is supposed to be a 30 year game. They set up uh, Alchemica contracts or investing smart contracts that will continue to pay out. So the money for that vesting contract was made when during our first GBM auctions for land. So we'll, add more money as we do more auctions, but that, that vesting contract for 30 years is there. That makes me feel incredibly safe. I can sit here and uh, just kind of play the game, see what happens. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that with the cool cats. I got to think about if I have to sell it, what's happening to milk prices. Like, I don't think about alchemical prices. Like glitter is cheap right now, but I'm going to be a billionaire because of glitter one day because it's a limited supply. So there's all these things in this depth of thought that the team has put into this uh, like there's not often that I sit in a room and I feel like I'm not the smartest person in the room. And in this room, I feel dumb as shit. So it's like, this is the right room. Like this is where I need to be. No, nah, I can easily echo on that sentiment there too, is, is, is they do both, right? They, they provide the culture and the hype, but they also back it up with the tech. They show you how it's going to work, you know? And, and early on, I started getting uh, good about, uh, stalking on GitHub and checking those GitHub workboards. And I mean, Coder Dan, and I've done comparables. I've checked against projects that I respect and Coder Dan's output on his contribution board is, is unparalleled. It's, it's significant. He really, truly, like you think we're obsessive at GMI about just evangelizing for Avagashi, but these guys set the tone. They, we are, we are following in their footsteps. And so that level of, of, of true contribution and enthusiasm. And I mean, the Saturday Hangout, right? We've all been at the Saturday Hangouts for a long time, but this is one of the most consistent, long running access to the founders of any project that I've seen. And it's not just lighthearted access, it's authentic access. We've had good Hangouts, we've had bad Hangouts, we've had personal Hangouts, we've had all of it. <laughs> and we are a actual community. I know these people's names and when new people show up, we enjoy embracing them and showing them why it's just different here. And I think that that difference is like authentic community that started from the very top down. Yeah, I would go, I would say just from my experience, that's the same thing. When I went into friend zone and made friends with the, you know, no future and Hefe and slaps. And then like, I went to the main Avogachi call and was still like, well, I'm not going to be welcome here. Like, I don't know any of these people, but then I was, and it was just like, I walked into this community and the devs, the leads on the team are like, Oh, Hey, how's it going, Anthony? It's like, you're a person here, you know? And that meant a lot, you know? And I would say that it, it goes, you know, stepping back to your previous question, I can build into this because, um, the guilds being like the wearable guilds and the other gaming guilds that are in this community aren't here just because, oh, play to earn, we're going to have a guild and we're going to make a bunch of money. It's like Pixelcraft built in this idea of the wearable guilds and we want you to start communities. We want you to have groups of friends and we want you to have friendly competition between other people in our friendly community. So it's built right there into the game and the ethos to be, you know, a community and have this kind of level of interaction. And then I would just say it's also the easy meme of the ghost. The ghost is so powerful to just be able to take and run with it for art and memes and culture. It's like, 
all of those things combined is a good NFT project and a good game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what it's all about. Boils down to in the end. I mean, the game should be amazing to play and everything else will just fall into place. And it's kind of amazing, you know, uh, the way uh, Jesse and Dan don't see you as NPCs, you know. Uh, that's the beauty of the Web3 space, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of uh, games, they, uh, they, in the heat of making money, they just uh, kind of oversee a lot of what the fans kind of expect. And uh, sometimes you know certain people because there's a lot of connect. I mean, uh, Gabe from Steam, you know, there's a lot of good creators out there that connect, but there are a lot that, that don't. You know? And that you tend to see. And the sort of, uh, interactions that Avigotcha allows for that sort of community has allowed uh, that uh, community to kind of retain themselves in spite of the bear market. They've been around since quite a long time, you know. And with that regard, uh, I want to kind of get to the GMI and the sort of work that you guys do. You mentioned that you're a content creative, uh, content uh, creators and uh, a general collective since what, last year? And uh, you've been kind of bringing up these summits and things like that. Could you kind of get into the brief of uh, what more does it do and uh, what are the sort of work that you've done, the sort of summits you've built and uh, how people can actually contribute to this? Man, that was a long time ago we had that conversation in the future. That was uh, maybe September, you know, September, maybe early November of 2021. You know, uh, my brother and I had already done the Gotcha Brothers thing and it was getting traction and we were into it. And so um, for me, I'm, I'm a team builder. I, I like building teams. I like being parts of operations and, and I've been a manager in a lot of my professional life. And so I like putting groups together. I'm a maximizer is my Clifton strength. And so I saw this opportunity uh, to, to aggregate this amazing uh, fragmented talent pool that was living right in front of us within the Avagachi community. You had people like No Future and 3D Slaps and Hefe. And, and so for me, it was really inspired just as a media guild. It, it, we were very specific to like content creation, YouTube videos, podcasts. It, it has now expanded to, to also like, I'm very excited here lately because we're starting to see a lot of coders and, and developers now within GMI. And it's been interesting for us to reflect on the fact that that also is content creation. And Anthony has been really good about describing what media is and what creation <laughs> is and how GMI can be this, this catch-all for all of these individuals. You know, but it started with very humble roots of just trying to um, kind of get on the same point with the messaging. Because everyone, you know, almost doing a lot of double work. You're making videos that are covering things that someone else just released. And, and it just, you're stepping on each other's toes. And it felt like it might have been more useful if we could kind of coordinate and, and focus our energy and our time. So that way we were coming out with a more consistent message and, and, and playing to each person's best strengths is how, how things kind of got going. You guys were, uh, well, you specifically, because you and Hefe organized the Artist Summit and the Guild Summit, which uh, I was, you know, I watched, but I didn't actually help organize whatsoever. And that was a big undertaking and a huge step away from what GMI was doing at that point. At that point, we were hosting podcasts. We put out a, the One Hit Wonder. That was the first NFT that we dropped uh, for 420, first music NFT in the Gachiverse, I believe. Uh, and then... From there, we pivoted towards these big social events, and the the Guild Summit was a huge success. The Artist Summit was a huge success. We had the first Abagachi Art Auction, which was a huge huge success. But uh, I, you know, you, it's probably you're better to talk about those things. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, 
So I like came into GMI just because I, I saw it was content creators, but it was media in general. And that's kind of an interesting term to me, as Michael M said, like when, when devs started coming to us, I was like, well, you know, code is art. Code is writing. It is a whole nother ball game, but it is a medium and it is media. So we should be taking all of this under our umbrella and I think when I first came into GMI, it was basically like I had written this Avogachi album and I was like, wanted to get some ears on it from people that would care. And, uh, uh, you know, that started off as a good way to just get in there. And then it was like, well, there was a lot of like loose organization and I have a good bit of experience in DAOs now. Cause that's like instantly when I came into crypto, I was like getting into DAOs as soon as I could. I was part of the Polygon advocates. I still am part of Polygon advocates and uh, part Polygon DAO in the very beginning, bankless DAO. And then when I came into GMI, it was very much like me and Hefeg started to get into these conversations about structure and getting more organization and getting it like, what can we do to really like make more of an impact within our server, but then also Avogachi in general. And the Guild Summit was something that Hefe popped out with. And I was like, oh yeah, this is a great idea. And we started building upon it. And um, at that point, I also brought in my friend ZFi, who does the From A to Z podcast with me. And ZFi is very good with Notion and organizing and all these things. And he jumped in and was like, able to help us really like keep track of our thoughts because even Hefe, he's got great ideas, but we are both poor organizers. So having someone else there like Michaelium and ZFi to like wrangle our cat brains into a, a usable content, you know, like, and it was great because Hefe is an awesome host. He can take the stage. I back him up with the AV and, you know, co-hosting and Michaelium as well with co-hosting. And we just really went into that guild summit, not knowing what we were going to do. We just kind of like had a loose schedule and we're like, we're going to make this happen. And the community like is so powerful that they just egged us on and it made us feel good about everything we were doing. So we don't have any fear about like organizing an event and knowing that we're going to get the the support from the community, but also from Pixelcraft because we didn't know we would get that kind of support from Pixelcraft or the DAO. We just were like, hey, we're going to do a thing and jumped behind us like full force. And we're like, yep, they're doing a thing. And like, you know, helped us any way we needed, you know? En enthusiasm, encouragement, and organization. You know, those, those, those are recipes for success right there. And as anyone in Web3 knows, founders are busy. You know, dev teams are busy. Everyone is busy. No one has enough free time. And so the extra support that, that GMI was able to provide in terms of like, uh, awareness and, and and marketing of the Avagachi ecosystem was welcomed with 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 perfect attention from Pixelcraft Studios, as you're saying. And GMI is proud to have been one of the very first projects that was funded with that DAO Treasury Task Force. And we didn't have to go to them to ask for funding. They came to us and said, "We need to fund you guys. Y'all y'all need to be rewarded for this effort because this is significant. Like no one is doing this, not even just in Avagachi, but anywhere." There, there aren't communities that are assembling themselves and putting on significant community events that are bringing in over a hundred participants uh, and inspiring you know new people to pay attention to it and, and and reinvigorating the existing community base to continue to push. And so you know Hefe, bless his heart, he is our idea generator here. The Guild Summit was in his brain, the Artist Summit was in his brain, 
And then major shout out to Z5, because what we benefited from in a big way from him was a very professional level of, of organization. And he created GMI's first ever front-facing public page, our home page that is now our base of operations and where we keep up with everything. And, and the Discord between Thrax, now also a proud Pixelcraft employee standard member, helped us build the Discord initially and is still very involved with what we're doing. And so we're just lucky, quite honestly, we found the right group of people with the right set sense of commitment and a diverse set of skills. And when these powers combine, uh, great things are happening. I mean, uh, it's fascinating that uh, you kind of came together as a pool of minds uh, working to evangelize this thing. Uh, initially, uh, it didn't come under the umbrella, but you guys did such a fantastic work getting in like hundreds of people to come in and be a part of these summits that they wanted you to be a closely associated partner that way. You know? And when you do get your hands dirty that way, and when you see that sort of stories come out of uh, inspiring people to, you know, delve deeper into the Avigotchi ecosystem, it just uh, kind of fills your heart that way. I mean, uh, the artist summit was something I've seen a lot of those art kind of come out and and when you are kind of a catalyst for that sort of creativity, it just goes a long way. Could uh, some of you just share some of those ni nice stories from these uh, contributors where it made you think, wow, you know, we just kind of uh, inspired something beautiful here, you know? And what is the sort of art or what are the sort of stories you kind of saw? I mean, one example that I can give you because I was kind of following the Discord during the summit was uh, when uh, I think Dr. Wagmi was kind of uh, giving out a speech and he was doing it from the hospital, you know, and something had gone down. <laughs> you know, that's the level of commitment that, you know, you guys kind of go through to like, ensure that this thing has to come through, you know. It, it's crazy. And uh, what were the sort of stories you kind of saw from uh, your community? Well, yeah, well, and, and, and I'll kind of go on a little rant here on this one. You know, two people that come to my mind right off the top of my head, we'll, we'll talk about three is Lev, OXZFI and Manor. So, so, and we have plenty of other people that fit into this category, but, but Manor specifically Rigo. is near. Yeah, Rig, Rigo. Oh my gosh, what a, what an origin story with Rigo. Rigo was a friend of mine from another uh, community of uh, at Crypto Coliseums, and and I just was also another player to game and interesting. And I just I told him, hey man, like you, there's something special going on over here. And he came in and cracked the code and started making a little bit of art. And there's something special that happens. And this is what I actually enjoy so much, right? Is I'm growing into a creator of my own rights in terms of content. But I've always considered myself more of a curator than a creator. And there's something really, really amazing that happens between the artists and, and the consumer relationship when you can patronize somebody's work and you can see that it makes that real significant difference in their heart to go, holy crap, like someone thinks that like I'm, I'm useful. Someone thinks that I'm good. Someone thinks that this is worthwhile. That is such an inspiration that happens inside the artist and you can see it in their eyes. You can see it in their enthusiasm. You can see it in their second work because they go, oh shit, I'm going to go, I got, I'm going to go do this again. This is, oh my gosh. And so the artist summit was prime example because we had, we had ended up with 62 pieces, I believe in that auction setup. And maybe half of the contributing artists didn't contribute until maybe a few hours before the auction. They all didn't think they were good enough. None of them thought they were worthy. None of them thought, you know, not me, right? Like I'm not an artist. I, I can't be someone that participates in this stuff as though you need someone's permission or some kind of qualifier to participate. 
And I think that at GMI, that's one of you know my personal missions is to try to inspire everybody to produce something, just anything. Give me a napkin drawing and I will buy it. Just take a shot and, and be understanding that there are people out here, such as us at GMI, that are ready to put you on our shoulders and carry you through town square. Like we are not here to critique. We are not here to break down. We are not here to, to barrier. We are here to inspire, encourage, and, 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 and get people involved because we don't know where the next Picasso is. We don't know where the next Vitalik is. We don't know where the next source of, of true talent may be hiding amongst our ranks. And so the best thing you can do is pat someone on the back and tell them to give it their best. I mean, I think that one's probably the most powerful one to me is just like the amount of people that we've seen step up. And I mean, I guess to to build upon that first, it was artists. And now we've got devs, we got developers stepping up saying, hey, GMI, I think you can help us out. And that's really cool for, I guess, for a lot of us too, because like, you know, we're artists and creatives and curators and team leaders and all these things. But like to have devs approaching us saying, hey, you can help us. It's like, whoa, like everybody's trying to find a dev to work with, you know, or like whatever. Like, so I think it's cool that people just look at us and say, like, you know, you're a group of people that can help us, you know, achieve more of what we're trying to do. And what everybody's trying to do is build upon Avagachi ecosystem and build something that works within these assets. And that's really, yeah, it's like the, the cool thing about Pixelcraft and Avagachi and GMI is that GMI exists because Pixelcraft has made this place where it's like, hey, build upon these things. This is an open API, basically, you know, like the, you can make your own Avagachi game with the Avagachi assets and that can influence the ecosystem just as much as the main game, you know? And so I think it's really cool to see like, yeah, GMI just like empowering more and more people because Pixelcraft saying it, it's the same thing, like I said, with forming a DAO, like Pixelcraft says, all right, we want to form a DAO. Well, it takes somebody like Dr. Wagme and Hefe and different people to step up and make that DAO function before you have a DAO. And it's the same thing with kind of this, this dispersing of the use of assets. It's like, well, now that you've got GMI saying, hey, we just kind of do what we want over here. We're giving more people the power to say, oh yeah, we want to do what we want as well. So they feel like less like they're asking Pixelcraft's permission because they're like hanging out with GMI, you know? I find that power, as you rightly mentioned, what Kiel and you said, and it was really powerful that way. Most, I think 99% of people, I think even you, Anthony, even me for that matter, when we kind of come into these communities, we just don't know what to do. There are so many people who know so much and the sort of, uh, opportunity that you give these people, I am I, really touched, you know, that Kale, you mentioned that, you know, you don't want to judge people as long as uh, people come in and just put in something to show that they care about the project, you know, that itself is a contribution that goes a long way. And you, as GMI, uh, what to say, the facilitators, you enable for that sort of passion to grow within the culture. I think uh, this sort of space is what needs to come out uh, across communities to ensure that people really stick through. It's a very simple thing. Just acknowledge that people, uh, let people do their thing, should, let them show their love and it will stick for something that's kind of greater 
than you know kind of putting in those sort of incentives you see the way the dao world talks you know it's like we have to align incentives we have to make give people money and you know everything else will fall into place but here all you have done is just kind of ensure that yes you know uh, let's make people feel valued and no matter what they show let's give them the space to contribute and become uh, true like gmi uh, apostles that way really amazing <laughs> <laughs> uh, with, yeah, virtuous it, cycle this is a very virtuous cycle cuz i'll say like shout out to this guy soju hand drawn animations that they load up and they create an animation of me I, there's been a couple of artists that have like created art inspired by stuff i've done on a live stream or in a community call and that like blows my mind cuz it's like i make this art and whatever i do i love doing it but to see other people being inspired by the stuff i'm doing and that creates art that's like oh it's like a whole new hit of dopamine uh so it's like impressive to see that we can do that and there's like no exchange of money like nothing's happening the, the only thing that's happening i guess is prestige and um esteem building which is great people need that in this world well no you know no no future's humble here and act you know because he's just just a regular person right but like <laughs> when when at the gachi brothers when we reached out and said you know would you give us a moment of your time would you potentially be a guest on our show and he says yes and comes and does it it inspires us it, it encourages us to think wow like we we have a shot we can participate we can do this stuff and so I forget, maybe one of you two guys will remember who does the Scrabble boards on, on Linster because they put out that GMI inspired Scrabble board. Wanda Gachi, <laughs> you know, and, and Wanda Gachi did a GMI inspired Scrabble board art. And it was amazing to, like, to see our names on there and, and just to, to know that what we do matters to other individuals. It puts responsibility on your shoulders and, and, and it helps, helps you keep up those energy levels. And, um, you know, just one more because there's so many of these in the Gachi Gang now we're talking about this kindness counts in a trustless permissionless world kindness counts and, and we've seen plenty of examples no future has been a part of some of these examples where community members get hacked or bad things happen and 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 people step up and say hey I ended up with your hot goods and and it you know I heard what happened and so this belongs to you and and they just hand over thousands of dollars of tangible assets because it's the right thing to do and, and, and whilst there are still scammers in every community and we get got when we get got, there are heroes in this community. And that's not true of every community. And so that's what keeps me hot. That's what keeps me inspired. And I've had foreign, you know, Gachi 15 foreign showed up and within like two weeks had spun up very quickly into our culture and was very much a part of what we were doing and ended up catching two NFTs that were distributed to her that were not, uh, that was incorrect. It was only supposed to be one. And we didn't even recognize it. They came straight to our doorstep and said, hey, I think you guys made a mistake. I have too many of these prizes. I need to turn this in. And that's this is the kind, it's just very touching, as you're mentioning, Abhishek. And it keeps me honest and it keeps the integrity very high in our community. And, and that that counts for a lot of the success that we're having inside of the Avagachi ecosystem on the whole and within GMI as a specific operation. I would, you know, just to point out, like, so with our um raffles and everything we basically have asked our community to send us money and then they have had to wait up to five six weeks sometimes to get their nfts and they're so understanding and patient with us you know we almost do it like the rare pepe model where it's like send us your money and we'll mint them when we can and like you know we've just had problems with the contract and things like that and and nobody comes at us like give me my money back give me my you know getting mad or anything it's like super yeah 
not one person comes back complaining. You know, people would just be like, hey, I'll get it when I get it. <laughs> uh, I kind of find that fast. You know, you've made this sort of space where I think it's the nature of the Web3 space in general also in a bit that people are kind of collaborative and they allow for that sort of space to grow. And uh, I think uh, the sort of uh, environment that Pixelcraft Studios and you guys have kind of created, uh, in the end, uh, you kind, you, you've kind of shown that and you've created this healthy environment where people can come in and contribute and they need not be all these uh, crazy deadlines and things like that because you kind of need a degree of trust and uh, that sort of uh, belief to kind of keep the whole uh, community going. And with that, you know, I want to kind of step back from GMI focusing on the community and kind of setting its eyes. I mean, your apostles, you need to convert the non-believers, right? <laughs> what are your, I mean, um, plans for kind of converting the mainstream media to become true believers of the Gotchiverse. How does how do you plan to make that sort of content that you know vibes with? I mean, uh, maybe what do you see can work? You know, with the mainstream. What are your thoughts on that? And uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on working with influencers out there to make that sort of content that appeals? All these things. I'll jump right in right there real quick because like there will be no external influencers at this party. We have our influencers. This is a homegrown, <laughs> this is a homegrown operation. We don't need any additional strength. We just need to build our own muscles. No future is growing and growing and growing. And we're watching Anthony grow and grow. We're watching so many individuals grow. And it has for me, and, and I, I don't, I can't speak for Coder Dan, but I've spent enough time with these people. I feel the ethos has, has bled out. We are looking for organic results. We do not want to pay for our success. We we want to build this house ourselves. And so so the things that I'm seeing about that are interesting to me is that like just the the, the wider, more available media uh, presentations. So things like comic books, things like Lens. Lens Protocol has been a huge success for Avagachi community, and we're doing really well there on learning how to use that. Um, Friendless Summer is a is a GMI member that has also been working on on full blown scripts. So he's got two full length episodes of the Nine Adepts, the lore and story of the Avagachi characters, and we've done live table readings of these episodes. And there's ambition to see an animated series arrive from these. Um, we're looking at AI generated text prompts. We're looking at AI generated video prompts. We, as mentioned with the dev side of things, we have a lot of very promising DAP builders right now who are building really interesting looking games that don't have to operate at the pace of Avagachi and Pixelcraft. And that's where this is so interesting and exciting is, is we've referred to these almost as mini games in the past, but these are starting to become not minis, but majors. And, and these major games will have the opportunity to let people quote unquote play within the Avagachi ecosystem with Avagachi assets without needing Pixelcraft to release full functionality of the Gachi verse. And so we're creating just, just tangents, tangents off of the main core pillar here that allow a more engaging uh, experience today. And so those are the things that are happening right now. That's not just a GMI thing, it's across the whole ecosystem. You know, our job at GMI is to sniff those prospects out as soon as possible and try to champion them loudly so that way those people are inspired to, to, to come to market. We've seen things like John Gachi with his Web3 school. He's built a very engaging educational Web3 onboarding platform that has nothing to do with being in the Gachiverse at all. It's just Gachi themed like crazy. And so we're watching all these types of platforms coming out. I think, as, as mentioned, we're seeing our Gachi sans. 
And it's not just about art creation, it's creation across the entire ecosystem. We're watching a real blossoming of enthusiasm from individuals that are like, what can I do? And it's like, well, let's figure it out. Let's, let's talk and let's figure out what you can do and what gets you doing. Yeah, I totally um, agree with that. Like, I just want to point out really quick, Billy Bishop, we talked about devs in, in GMI, but Billy Bishop is working on a, I think it was Unreal Engine, a 3D first person shooter as a gachi. Like he was showing us stuff so where he's trying cool. to get gachi's arms into it. And it's like, oh, we're like, I'm currently working with gachi jam. Uh, along with the uh, user OX default, because they want like they're building their own mini game. It's already built out. They're expanding it. The first multiplayer mini game in the Gachi verse so far. And like now they want me to like and you know thinking as a person who onboards people, I'm gonna make some content, real simple content of how to set up a wallet, how to you know bridge to Polygon, and then how to rent a Gachi so you could play this game. You don't have to understand all the crazy mechanics of Avagachi, which I fully encourage everybody to become obsessed with. But if you don't have the time <laughs> for that, there's gonna be a video where you can just literally learn how to rent a gachi and then play in these mini games which is a whole like the idea that like pixel craft is fully encouraging us to build the next pixel craft be it for gaming be it for art be it for whatever so i think that's a big like selling point for the gachi verse and for me personally like i i'm in nashville i'm one of the most like vocal ambassadors i have tons of like avagachi stickers that are in my drawer i have so many like so i go and i talk about avagachi everywhere and for onboarding these people like i'll say like if we're talking just the gachi verse the easiest sell was a spillover like selling that you can get into this game via a rental run around spill over collect it reinvest it if you want and then build up more and slowly grow out your farm and your base from there so that was an easy sell at this point that's off but it's still relatively easy to sell because it's a a DeFi game in a bear market so it's like hey there's something to do and it's like relatively safe compared to all the other shit coins that you might touch so check it out like you know we got the bonding curve <laughs> all till blunted like usually the bonding curve is a good selling point too yeah the my final question about the guilds in general before we get down to the uh, roadmap of what you guys are up to I mean, GMI is doing fantastic work to evangelize this. Do you kind of see uh, guilds replacing what marketing uh, does within these traditional startups? Do you think uh, the guilds of communities are going to be the new PR and marketing wing for games now? It's a good question. So, I, you know, it's a, maybe an evolving opinion. My current opinion is no, not at all. You know, uh, Avagachi Pixcraft Studios has has onboard staff for for PR marketing, Gravy and, and Big Flex, and, and those individuals. Moon, uh, head of partnerships. That's not what we do. That's not what GMI does. I'm not working to to do Moon's job. I'm not doing Big Flex's job. I'm not talking to Associated Press to try to figure out how to get a story run on the CNET coverage. I'm not trying to figure out how to make a a, a partnership with Coinbase Wallet to figure out integration on the platform side. We are very much just like the external independent marketing agency in, in a certain way. But as mentioned, it goes so much beyond that. It's it's not just marketing. There are marketers within the Avagachi ecosystem, and that's their job to do that. It's it's more like championing, which which has its marketing vibes in it. But you keep mentioning evangelization, and that is what we do here. We're here to, to talk about what's going on within our ecosystem. I'm not so worried about talking to the external entities right now about what's going on here. They're going to see the glow. They're going to see the shine of the spirit force over here and, and just be like, what's going on? Because there's something like there's people that are very excited and enthusiastic about what's happening over here. And so, you know, I see GMI as, as being an internal marketing agency that's mostly meant to like energize the, the community that already exists. Because if you can inspire one more 
current community member to really convert and become, as you mentioned, like an apostle, he's going to tell <laughs> his buddy about it. And, he, and and then that buddy is the new blood that comes in. We're not here to directly market externally. And that's, I'm thankful that <laughs> Pixelcraft has those people in place for those roles. Cause that's, it's the hard work. That's grindy type work. It's not as much fun and you get a lot of closed doors and that's not what we want at GMI. We want a lot of enthusiasm and engagement and excitement. What excites me, though, I will say um, about this whole model of the idea of, um, you know, startups going to guilds, like we, we did the uh, Avagachi live stream today with uh, D-Work, and their model was actually really interesting. It was like, I was looking at it after, uh, like, there are open submissions for various DAOs that need certain work, be it dev work or content creation, and you could submit and go for work. So it's like, I could see a future where GMI is an entity in D-Work, and we're just allocating our assets, our resources within GMI to do other people's content work if they need it or if dev work or whatever so that we can build a treasury and continue to grow uh like that so i can see that as a possibility uh, it is easier to keep it internal i guess it depends on how the structure of the uh the startup is is it if it's like a like we're about to do that sort of now with the dow if we do this dow organization tooling that uh not dwork specifically but the one mikey j and um dr wagby kind of push forward like say marketing at least from the dow's perspective uh would be taken on by this new executive who's going to run like, I guess, a, not task force, but people under him, essentially. I don't know if that would represent marketing for Pixelcraft, but it might be like my Callium said, like we're standing side by side with Pixelcraft. So we're also additionally marketing uh, for Avogachi for the for the thing that we're all because this is a cult. Like, let's be real. We say apostles. <laughs> you see, you see my background. Like, I just I'm start dating a girl, and I'm like, yeah, I need to know that you're Gachi Gang, and she's Gachi Gang, but it's like. I, well, I think that's well said too, and and you know, GMI is not trying to to replace or compete with anything. We're trying, and if anything, I almost consider it like a college. We want to graduate people. We want people to leave the ranks of GMI and be like, hey, guess what, man? I work for Pixelcraft now. That's that's my favorite thing ever to see is for someone to find, like like with no futures announcement here, that the official partnership within Orium Guild, that is an involvement of his character. That's what we want to see. And so GMI is not trying to outcompete anything or replace anything. We're just trying to enhance everything. Yeah, I would say I would agree with that. I mean, the other part, too, is that it's really in Web3, what marketing is really evolving anyway, like, you know, with the incentive models and the different kind of the point of Web3 is to move away from the traditional model of ad space selling you everything and actually, you know, incentivizing the use of protocols and things like that. So marketing is also very much in flux across the entire space. So I think that in a lot of ways, you know, like what I'm doing personally is trying to better understand the music business and how it affects Web3. And I think that the making Avagachi music that gets people interested on Spotify and doing our podcasts, which are on Spotify and having all these things that touch the, the regular world is a type of marketing, but it's not an unnatural ad space type of marketing. It's more like we're talking about something we care about and people who care about it will feel welcome to come join us. And so, yeah, it's a different type of marketing and it really does come down to, uh, you know, the, the word community is so overused in Web3 and NFTs and everything, but it really does come down to people across the world feeling like they have somewhere where they can go and feel comfortable and belong. And I think that those will be the best ecosystems that that do well here, you know? 
Yeah, and speaking of ecosystems, you know, now that uh, you know you guys do a phenomenal job getting in that sort of content, the games being built. Uh, what do what do we expect from Avigochi, the DAO, and from you guys in general down the road? You know, I'd say um, when I first got uh, started talking with Mike Callium about um, GMI, when he was you know telling me about this brainchild. My dream has always been since the very beginning, since I started, because I'm, I'm in a live streaming studio. I put like 10 grand into this because I love doing the shit. And my goal is eventually to have like a gotchi television, like a 24 hour, like CNN, GNN, essentially, where we're <laughs> like, it's just content. Like it's not, it might be news based. It might be just content, like hosting different, you know, I, ideally it starts at eight hours is because I've used to do live streaming, like building studios and planning out programming and stuff. So ideally getting a solid eight hours a night and then replays overnight for the rest of the world, uh, but building it out. So that's my like unambitious plan. I want to build the full gotcha <laughs> television station, but GMI has like, it's much more expansive than just that. That's just my little brain nugget. <laughs> no, but that's a, that one's been talked about many a time and it's still on the radar. And that, that is a, a worthwhile achievement. Um, in, at least in terms of talk about like the Avagachi, the game, you know, the right now we are limited to just the Citadel. And so this is phase one of the gotcha verse. And so at some point in time, there will be the openings of the citadel walls and we'll be able to venture out into the grid as it'll be known. And it will be the entire expansion of the additional uh, in-game experiences, maybe potentially questings, fighting liquidators, looting. Liquidators are intended to be for people that want to be involved with the game but don't have an Abagachi proper yet. You can free play as a liquidator. You're going to be on the other side of my sword, but at least you can be there. And so those are the things that we're waiting to see in terms of the Avagachi team itself. The fake gachis was, as, as in the future mentioned, kind of like unexpected. We didn't necessarily expect this hard left turn for them to push so hard on, on an art culture push. I'm thrilled for it and happy for it. But I, you know, and this is this is biased as can be, but, you know, we have so much success here at GMI and so much fun. I am perfectly content with, with Pixelcraft focusing 100% on the game mechanics. They can just work on that stuff and we'll take care of the culture side of the thing. So, so that's what we need from them is the grid, the rest of the Citadel, um, a little bit more of the gameplay mechanics. So that way we have more to point at for these people that do show up to pay attention to what we're talking about. Yeah, I love uh, how Coder Dan has said it, it very much the Citadel is Manhattan and it's Manhattan in like the late 70s. It's It's empty. We're, we're building, there's nothing there. And people don't understand that a couple of years from now, the Gachiverse is going to be going strong and we're going to have built up our farms and we're going to have art everywhere. And you're going to come in and be like, oh my God, this is, this is Manhattan. This is Las Vegas. There's colorful, pretty lights everywhere where I've, I've been sleeping on this. And so that's really where I see it going. Like we are in the early stages, we're setting up camp. And I'm kind of glad that it's moving at the pace it's moving because, um, you know, we're, it gives us time to build out and to have a good footprint when other people start to rush into this and realize what's going on. So, well, and, and then just touching one more on GMI specifically, you know, like, like I think the thing we're the most excited about right now is this arrival of the, the devs the arrival of the coders and the builders, because it just, we, we've we got the content covered. We got the media traditional covered. We, we do that stuff. And so it's so nice to see GMI just expand in a uh, exponential way by bringing on technical skill sets that we never really anticipated even housing. And so that's got me very excited. And then in a more like, like 
tangibly legal discussion, GMI is looking at incorporation. We're looking at what we can do to become more of a legal entity because Pixelcraft Studios and Avagachi Dao are growing as well. And they are needing um, more legal entities to be able to do these tangos with. And so if we continue to stay as this, this you know, kind of ad hoc little homegrown entity, we're going to hit the limits of our potential growth as an organization if we don't try to continue to also evolve. And so we've been talking with some, some registered agents and looking at some of the legal steps required to, to incorporate. And so that'd be kind of the next big thing for GMI that'll give us a huge, huge stamp of, of legitimacy and, and continue our path forward as we're able to continue to secure funding from Avagachi Dao and, and, and show that we're here for the long term. We've got GMIfriends.eth on a 30-year lease. We're here for the whole entire roadmap. <laughs> wow. I think there's a lot to unpack there. You know, the sort of work that you guys do, uh, you were actually going to incorporate yourselves into a, a legal incorporation. That's pretty wild. You know, the sort of passion you have, you've made this into an independent entity dedicated to uh, supporting uh, the arrival of the Citadel or the grid, right? You, In that regard, and I would like to wrap things up, it's been a fantastic conversation with you guys. The GMI is uh, the roadmap for what I see are emergent media girls that every crypto game can be uh, used as a roadmap, as a platform to kind of build out their own communities and their own passionate evangelists, you know. Um, looking forward to Avigochi the game and the sort of work that you guys do. Where can people follow you individually, the GMI, and how can people uh, contribute to your efforts? So for the GMI side of things, really easy. The Discord's just discord.gg slash GMI friends. We've got the GMI friends on Twitter, GMI friends on Lens as well. Um, I will put a, 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 a like an open invitation out there to any developing ecosystems or existing ecosystems that are interested in this type of structure that we've done at GMI, we're always happy to just discuss and, and share our progress and how it applies to all these other entities. Okay, yeah, you could find me. Uh, I'm on my YouTube. I'm the music. I'm Music City Gachi Gang. I think I'm the largest Gachi Gang out there, other than the Thailand Gachi Gang. Sh shout out to C Recto for running that. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at No Future Photo. On Lens, I'm No Future Lens. So it's either No Futuristic or No Future, some variation of that. You can find me. Uh, yeah, I'm Zombie Shepherd on zombieshepherd.eth on Twitter and zombieshepherd.lens on Lens. And then uh, my link tree is in my Twitter. So you can find other things, link YouTube and Instagram, whatever else. I do a little oh. bit of everything. <laughs> you've got you've got me you've got me all hyped up now abhishek both both of the abhisheks now i'm fired up again man like <laughs> now i need more to do <laughs> oh fantastic uh it's been a pleasure now one fun, one fun thing guys before you kind of wrap things up uh for the sake of the gotchiverse citizens for the sake of the cryptoverse may our channelings be blessed may our may channelings our be blessed. blessed may our followers be blessed May our followers blessed. And with friends like you, and, and with friends, friends like you, we are definitely GMI. We are yeah, definitely, definitely GMI. This we say. This we say. This we say. say. In the name of. In, in the, the name, name of, of the Father. The Father. Father the Son. The Son. 
and the house of gotchi and, and the house, house of gotchi <laughs> with that take care everybody have a great weekend ahead and stay tuned to the free podcast